welcome to the 8th annual edition of a Judge's Guide preview to the Cheltenham Festival. I am Richard Churchill, your host. Of course, I am joined by a trio of three of the finest judges known to the industry. And, of course, to all Cheltenham Festival previews. Rob Alexander is a stalwart of the game and will no doubt provide us once again with a number of winners for 2022. Hello, Rob. Hi, Church. Uh, it's, it's good to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure to be back. Good. Well, I'm glad that you feel the same, uh, because I can't necessarily say the same for my other two guests. I will introduce you secondly, however, to David Barnes, who arrived here, arrived here half an hour late. He forgot his notes, so he's gone home, but he's here now, and that's all that matters. Barnes, hello. Hello, Church. It's good to have you and here. And you forgot to mention I changed my Arsenal top. When he, I... he was wearing an Arsenal top. <laughs> I basically threw him out, is what actually happened. Uh, and finally, our scouts on the sofa, Martin Fagan, the star of the show. He makes sure we all know it. How are we, Fagan? Not bad, Church. It's Martin. good to actually be here this time. Indeed. It's nice to have you back last year on Zoom. Because uh, I got fucking... Indeed. Done, done at the border by the, 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 by the, by the Guardia Seville, but not this year. Uh, and there shall be no more bullshit. We are going straight in to the first race. It is, of course, the annual curtain raiser, the home of the Cheltenham Roar. It is the supreme novices hurdle. And you bet like this, you've got Dysert Dynamo. Not sure on the pronunciation of that one. We've yeah, got, good enough. We've got one horse down and I've not done my research. That's <laughs> nine to four across the board. Constitution Hill, best price of five to two. John Bond, you can back at fives at Boyles, which means you can back it at nine to two. Uh, uh, across the board, Kill Cruit at uh, 13 to 2, Mighty Potter 15 to 2, it's 25s and bigger than the rest. Uh, go on, Fagan, give us the first word on the Supreme. Uh, it's a, it looks to be at the front of the market, well, it isn't at the front of the market, a, a bit of a two horse race. Is that is that the case, or does John Bond in the colours of JP get the job done? Uh, no, it's it's definitely not a two horse race. It's, it's, it's quite a deep race, this. I think um, you could argue. You could put up any of the first five in the betting, really, and I don't think you could really argue. Um, there's there's a case to be made, really, for each of them. Uh, out of, out of the front two, I'd much prefer Constitution Hill and Dysart Dino. Um, Dysart Dino, he likes to get on with it, so um, he'll definitely he'll definitely be uh, racing handy. He just seems to want to want to get on with it. He's a bit of a ball goes goes forward, so Townend will definitely be up there. Um, and then the other Mullins one in there, Kilcrut. Last time he he was a bit been a bit poor this year at the start over hurdles, but he was impressive last time out, and that was from the front. Uh, when it went a good pace that day, so I, I reckon he'll be um, he'll be up there as well. So, admittedly, when I first seen the decks this morning, nine runners, you you initially just think, oh, there could be a bit of a. A bit of a false run race here, yeah, but mm. if you actually look into it properly, I I still think there's going to be a gallop on. Uh, it's just that if there was like fourteen runners, and even if like four or five of them were just no opers, it just makes you look and think a bit different. But no, I I still think there's going to be a pace on, and the one I like at the prices is Mighty Potter for Gordon Elliott. Um, you can back at fifteen to two with William Hill seven uh, to one everywhere else. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's fair. Um, he just looks like he'll really appreciate a, a test. I, I, hopefully, it, it will be. I, I think it will be. As I said, with Dysart Dynamo in there, Kilcourt, they both like to go forward. Um, the Nichols horse has been racing handy. He raced handy in, in his hurdle run there. 
But yeah, I just really like Mighty Potter. There's a piece of form. His last run, basically, at Leopardstown in the future champion, obviously, Erdl. Uh, they, went a, they went a good gallop, and he won well. You don't think he only beat three-stripe life about two lengths, but it was a comfy two lengths. All the way... Um, all the way up the home straight, he looked to me like he was doing it very easily. And I think he was... The, the, the winning distance of two lengths or whatever it was, one and a half lengths, I think he could have won further if he wanted to. He's just the type of horse that does enough. And I think off a good gallop here, at the prices, he'd be the one for me. But um, I, I, do respect, I do respect Constitution Hill and, and John Bond, to be fair. I think John Bond's probably should be a little bit shorter than the market. Fair but yeah, it'd be a Mighty bit, Potter for me. A bit shorter for John, well, I actually got the prices wrong. Embarrassing start, 17 to two, Mighty Potter. At Hills, eight to one. Everywhere else, Rob uh, must be respected, John Bond, uh, according to Martin Fagan. Do you agree? Yeah, I think you pretty much, you have to, basically. He's done, not done really a lot wrong this season over hurdles. You can maybe argue he's not beaten anything really of note so far, but yeah, he comes here with a with a good chance. But yeah, certainly of the Nicky Henderson trained duo, I would I prefer Constitution Hill as a horse. I think Fagan does make a good point that perhaps the difference in prices between the two is a is a bit much. But I just think visually Constitution Hill uh, looks like he has something pretty special about him uh, and he'd be my idea of the winner but I don't necessarily think there's a lot of value in the in the nine to four uh, much like Fagan I, I like the uh, form of the of Mighty Potter I think it's last run there were only four finishers in the race and I think they all come to Cheltenham to different races with a chance with a chance in their respective races I think it'll it'll work out really well and yeah, seventeen to two with Hills, uh, eight to one elsewhere looks does look very fair. I don't really understand how he's a bigger price than Kilcrut at all. He achieved a lot more, and the way the race is shaping up to be run, I think will will certainly suit him as well. Nice. Yeah, the, just one thing, Church. On well, trying to want the form of that race. The if you watch that race back, um, Arctic Warrior was a faller in that race, but he was well beat at the time when he felt. And he came out recently and won a handicap off a mark of one two eight. Won really well. Easily, he'll probably yeah. he'll Easily. probably go up six seven pound. So if you're looking at that a horse that was probably going to get beaten <coughs> ten fifteen lengths winning off one two eight, it just adds a bit of yeah. And three stripe wife has come out and run really well again in another grade one. Yeah, with, behind Sergey. With Sergey yeah. So for me, like the, just performing that that race looks strong. You can never go wrong backing horses at Cheltenham that have prepped at Leopardstown. It's a good place to prep obviously Fair enough. an Irish horse is never a bad idea no well be back in the so true uh, Barnes uh, two for two so far on Mighty Potter can you give it a clean sweep um, the first thing I'd say about this race is I'm gutted Sagara hasn't been declared I think he was the <laughs> that, best of us that is the line of someone who's back in possible pocket talk there <laughs> I think he, he he was definitely the horse to be on Dysart Dynamo Constitutional they both look very very um, impressive but what they've actually beaten the, the substance of the form just isn't there at all so you're taking a lot on trust at them sort of prices for me uh, Dysart Dynamo last time the, the second and third in uh, Gooly Billy and Hawaii game um, they didn't run a race at all they were both tailed off um, the second horse that day was Gringo Debrell which 
was probably, he was probably running to be nowhere near uh, the winner that day. I think uh, he's got handicaps on his mind at Cheltenham. So, could, um, could you not say, though, the reason why they didn't run no race is because Dysart Dynamo, like, he, he set a gallop and, and just you, you would made do it, them, basically. You would do if they'd gone from the beginning, but neither of them really went, did they? I didn't think like that. They, they, they were both they beaten so early. Like, the, the JP one was, was bad, like, the horse he beat the time before him, I think it was Lucky Tenor or something. That gets beat off 120 every week in Ireland. So, with Constitution Hill, the horse that was second in the Tolworth, he he was um, running off something like 130, was he in the, um, in the Betfair? Yeah, in the Betfair, and he was last. Um, the third horse, Mr. Glass, if, uh, Paul Nichols, that was beaten in a handicap off a mark in the 120s. So I'd, I'd just be careful with him. I do think Constitution Hill looks really exciting, but I couldn't go near him at that price. Okay. I, I can't put you off what the boys said with Mike Potter, but for me, the four in front of him just look a little bit more classy. Okay. If, if I was having a bet, it'd probably be John Bon each way, because I, I, I just think he'll be on the premises. I think that I do think that's the thing with Mike Potter, though. The reason why he's... Like, like even Elliot says, he hasn't got the class of maybe some of his other horses that he's brought to this, but that's why he's that price. And that's why he's under the radar because mm. he just does enough. Yeah. And he, he, you do see horses that run in novice hurdles and they don't suit. And then when they get a proper pace and they and, and a test like Cheltenham, like at the end of the day, this is the supreme is won by stayers a yeah. lot of the time. True. And he looks like that. It's just that Royal Bond run though. He looked really weird and awkward. And it was just Fairy House is a weird track, isn't it? As if you don't, yeah. if you don't go. And you, you, you couldn't see any of the first three in the betting being beaten in that Royal Bond. They all would have won it at Street, wouldn't they? You would have thought, like... It's... Yeah, but he, he did get caught in a little pocket that day and he ran, he ran on well. Um, I just think you've got to look at that, that one piece of form, that left It's a shame there's like, no extra places, isn't it? Like, it is a... Do you know what? Three places. <laughs> it's well said. It's a massive shame there's no extra places. There's four or Two five, I'd, I'd probably back in. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, yeah, back in the good old days, you'd be getting in, four or five in places. In the GODs. Uh, you're taking a lot on trust because he beat absolutely nothing last time and you, you're thinking the tongue ties made a massive difference because the first two times he's traded at 102 and 104, and just stopped to nothing wow. beaten by a decent horse. He didn't have to come off the bridle last time. So I know people are saying it's a good time, but... So we're fading Kilgrip with the sounds of things. Obviously, Mighty Potter has got the stamp of approval uh, two and a half times, really. Uh, of the four, just to, as we finish this race, at the four at the back of the betting, uh, bring on the night 25s. Uh, shall what have one more? Shall we have one more? Sorry, uh, forty. Silent Revolution sixty sixes. JPR one hundreds. Anything? Anyone got anything to say about any of those four? Is any sort of each way value to be had there? I just think the race is too strong at the top end to be looking at. Okay. Each way. I thought we... shall we have one more would have a good chance in the county. I'm stunned they're coming here, especially after the Tolworth run. But yeah, he came fourth behind Constitution Hill. Yeah. Then he's come out and won. And just it. All he came out and won yeah. after that and. Well, he finished second in the Dovecot, so he's run to a decent level, but he is yeah. well, certainly more of a handicapper than As to really trouble the principles in this okay. in this so race. So it's not say. not enough not not no. enough sort of value to be found in any sort of market. I, mean, I guess the one the one you don't places. really know about at all is bring on the night. Yeah, but he's just not going to be. Okay. There's a lot of Grade One form in front of him, and I just don't think there's. It's a really yeah. exciting Not curtain race. I just hope they're all there with a chance coming yeah. to two out and oh, uh, that's nice, we have a good race. That would be a, it would be a true joy, <laughs> and they all get home safe. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> talking <laughs> talking of true joys, a, a ten minute preview of race one. We're in for a long one, lads. Uh, but no, it, we move on. That is of course one of the big races of the week. It is the curtain raiser, of course. One of the best races. Of the one week of the best races well. of the week. The, the makeup of that race absolutely uh, tantalising. 
Uh, race two is the Arkle. The Arthur Challenge Trophy Novices Chase. Uh, the field is headed by Edward Stone at uh, 5-2. Uh, gone back to decimals on odds checker, it appears. Uh, Blue Lord <laughs> is 4-1, to one, as is Revier de Tell. Ot Ongolor is 8-1. to one. Saint Sam, 9s, it's 16. Uh, and bigger, the rest. Uh, David Bonds, you ended the last race. Get, let me get your thoughts first up for the Arkle. Well, um, there'll probably be a lot of... Uh... English Irish speculation during this uh, meeting, um, but I, I'm I'm really stunned. Edward Stone is is such a solid favourite for the time. All I'm hearing is positive stuff about him, but he, his form's kind of propped up by third time lucky. Um, he hasn't really beaten much else. Who doesn't stay two miles? Yeah, and is is has looked a handicapper at best. I mean. He's been to Cheltenham three times. Edward Stone. He ran in the uh, county last year. Ran solid. Didn't win. He he ran in the Greatwood, I think. He ran solid and didn't win. And he ran in the Supreme. Uh, ran a solid race where he was beat out of sight by Shishkin. Hang on, I'm I'm seeing a pattern evolve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's the pattern I'd be following. I, I'm going to be placed laying Edward Stone. I think I think he's way too short. He's actually bigger already. He's nearly three to one on the exchanges now. Yeah. I was hoping it'd be about two to one, but. An early um, place lay, you do yeah, love to see if, that. If I can, if I can place lay him at one point eight, I'd be very happy. The one I'm going to be backing. Um, to be honest, I could, I could make a case for a lot of these, but um, at the current prices, I like I like Saint Sam, who just went a little bit too fast in the Irish Arkle last time. Um, he paid for that at the end, but his, his jumping has really impressed me, and I, f- I think with a, a more patient ride, um, there's a bit of value at nine to one with him. Well, he got a very patient ride in the Fred Winter as well, didn't he? Last uh, year. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe a touch too patient. <laughs> um, and uh, he, got, he got beat by the Wonder Man, didn't he, Noel Mead? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> One of the great dancers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Barnes put up Saint Sam, I remind you, that is nine to one. Uh, four places available with William Hill. Uh, for your nine to one, uh, which is best offer on the market, it's about alongside Bet Fred. Mm. Um, Rob, uh, give us your give us your chat for the article. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be place laying Edward Stone. I think he's been. Yeah, you are you are taking on trust that he's as good as I think he is purely based on kind of beating the same horses over and over again. But fences, I guess you put in your. Favor. Yeah, he's just he looks a. Uh, Stone better horse over fences. I just I think based on into, based just on, his, based his on form, based on form and his the visual he, the visual ability that he, he showed. A, he was a safe he was a safe jumper over hurdles as as many are. But he, he's a he very was solid very, like one forty five one fifty what, what, what I like about him over fences is that he lands galloping. Yeah, I think he he can he could be the type of horse that'll take lengths out of these if there's any mistakes. He'll, he will capitalise on it. I understand why he's favourite. I get Barnes's point about the third time lucky thing as well. I don't think it's necessarily the strongest form in the book, but uh, I've kind of landed on the same one again. Uh, St. Sam, you just want to see held up behind a few horses, given a bit more of a patient ride. don't think the jockey booking is too bad. Uh, was it Sean O'Keefe? Sean O'Keefe. Yeah, I was hoping for Danny Mullins, like, yeah, I think I think it'll be hopefully not in the same style as as it was in the 
juvenile handicap hurdle. But again, he looks like a much, much better chaser. I uh, thought his chase debut was, was brilliant and he ran ran very well last time. He made a couple of mistakes, which he might not get away with in this time, but there's certainly some value in the in the nine to one, especially with four places. That looks like a solid each way bet. Another one that has been kind of improving slowly over fences that you may give a chance to is Kursablin. Would have preferred to see him in, in the Grand Annual, but uh, if he can be produced late by Rachel Blackmore, I think he he has a pretty solid chance. He's ran ran well at the track before, and the in the Triumph looked like coming to coming to win the Triumph hurdle. Uh, but Pentland Hills won that, uh, and he travels so well. He just tra- he travels really well. I think he'll he'll travel in in behind the likes of Magic Days and Riviera de Tell in this. The the two fillies will probably. I thought he had Fernie Hollow beating on his debut. Like, yeah, I think he I think he could have improved enough to to trouble the. Trouble them, and yeah, those two would be my picks in this race. Nine to one and sixteen to one each way look very fair, especially when there's going to be plenty of pace on. Nice. Magic days will probably lead. probably lead with Riviera de Tell close up. Very nice. They don't like to hang about. So that is Saint Sam nine to one. Second shout for Saint Sam and Cour Sublime sixteen to one. Four places uh, you can get that with uh, Bet Victor Coral and Bet Fred Fagan the Arkle. Uh, we've had two shouts for St. Sam. Where are you leading us? Yeah, I, I agree, Church. Um, at the prices, definitely. Um, that's the only problem with going last. Um, everyone seems to have said what I was going to say. But it's uh, a lot of things, a lot of two things said. Um, for me, he was the best in that in that Irish article. He went too fast, but he's a good jumper. Um, and the most impressive thing for me was when, when Blue Lord and... Riviera to tell or whatever came to him you pause that when they pass him and, you, and you, you're fully expecting to get beat like 20 lengths or something and he actually battles back and yeah he stays on again well he stays, he, yeah. he stays on well and doesn't get beat far at all obviously the, the negative with him is he's a five year old so the weight that he was getting then is negated he, he has to he races off levels with like Blue Lord and or like that but he still gets something he still gets something he gets nothing with Blue Lord does he no, nah, they're all off the same week. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he'd be the one out of the Irish ones. But as Rob said, Magic Days is going to go off in front. She 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 only runs one way. Maybe the teller will want to be handy. Hopefully, Saint Sam will. He doesn't have to be held up. He can be like midfield. Midfield, yeah, yeah. That'd be perfect, and he can come into the race. But the price is now the way the way it's going, and I can see him getting even worse on the Tuesday. Like if Edward Stone's like three to one, he is just one of the greatest trades you're ever going to see. Like, because if you don't think he's good enough, fair enough. But he's not a hand. He was a handicapper over hurdles. He's definitely not over fences, as Rob said. He lands running. He's a great jumper. He travels away, and this sort of race where they're gonna go a gallop, I can just see him just, just, just absolutely cruising into contention. Whether he wins or not is a different matter. But so by great, one of the greatest trades you're ever gonna see. You're saying that during the race he'll drift, and you can back a good price. No, he'll, in running he'll or... drift on the on the day. On you might get day. threes or whatever, but. As soon as it goes off and they're going fast in front and he will be the one who won't be making mistakes and he'll be gaining and he'll just look like the winner the whole way. Okay. So I and so I think three to one will be a great bet. Uh, my actual like each way bet in the race will be St. Sam because he's been me fancy since the Irish Arkle. But the more Edelstone drifts, the more I just think there's definitely a trade and not an opportunity there. Like okay, so and he might just even just be a win bet for me because 
I think most of them are covered with with Saint Sam, like the Blue Lord, if you were to tell. I suppose the one, the one um, unknown sort of one maybe would be the other Mullins one, Horton Calori fell early in that race, but he looked really impressive first time out. Um, but coming in here off the back of a fall, I wouldn't be. Okay. Came, came third in the triumph without a run from Mullins. Yeah, yeah first so he's time got a lot of ability to do something, and he, and he travelled really well as well, didn't he? That day yeah. he looked, he looked the winner. But yeah, for me, Saint Sam just looks a bit of value, especially now the decks are out and you can get an extra place and that. So it'd just be Saint Sam for me. And Saint Sam each way, possibly uh, Edward Stone. It's, it's certainly the, yeah the pick as a, as a trade, yeah. of the bunch. Edward Stone, dependent on price, Fagan will be back in. If you can get threes on the day, Barnes will be placed laying. Uh, so <laughs> a battle. A battle of the judges early on, and we move. I'll just to... say on that point, I wouldn't well, win okay. late because all the Irish are sort of clumped together on the form. So if there's so, no one yeah, ship, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, so it's, it's... a shrewd point. No win lay, but place lay. Place lay around one point yeah. eight. He <laughs> says we will hope to see that price in. Sorry. Uh, well. Well, we will move on now to the third race today. It's the Ultima Handicap Chase Grade 3 GBB race. The Great Britain's Britain race. Uh, and your fab is, does he know? At 7-1, to one, uh, Death Duty, 8-1, to one, Noble Yates, 9-1. to one. Uh, There's 10s around Fleur. Um, that can't be pronounced correctly. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a big race. Lots of runners. Uh, at various prices, that's how horse racing works. <laughs> uh, uh, you can get seven places with Hills, Skybet, uh, Betfair, and Betfred. Uh, and Rob Alexander, I want you to tell me how I can make the most of those seven places. Uh, there's a couple that I'm, I'm interested in. I understand why the uh, front end of the market is the way it is. Does he know has looked very solid this season? Uh, Kim Bailey has won this race before, hasn't he? Was it last year? Shake. Yeah, no, he was second last year. Uh, second last year, yeah. Uh, Death Duty. Gordon Elliott seems to think he's really well handicapped. Yeah, he won, a, he won a race last time out and has been dropped a couple of pounds, but I think his best days are certainly behind him. Noble Yates has been bought by Robert Whaley Cohen still with Emmett Mullins. Yeah, I think I'm not really interested at those kind of prices. Uh, the one that I've kind of landed on, that I've kept an eye on all season, is actually quite near the bottom of the weights. Uh, you don't really have a fantastic record of horses carrying a lightweight, but I think uh, David Pipe, six-year-old Jericho Rock, has a has actually a pretty good chance. Uh, is a team with a very good record in the race. Uh, he looks like a really good staying horse and. I'm actually glad he's got in because I think he's very fairly handicapped off a mark of one three three. He'll be the kind of main each way play. If you can get six or seven places as well, you can't really go too far wrong back in a few in this. He has, he has to run off, thank you, doesn't he? <clears throat> he's just to run off one three eight. Yeah, because he's out there. Yeah, because he's out there. Yeah, that uh, is Jericho Rock uh, with uh, the French spelling there. Uh, not yeah. I was sitting there looking for looking the J, Jericho. looking for the J. <laughs> uh, Jericho Rock. Yeah, and then perhaps. another one at the the other end of the market is uh, 
Good old Lost in Translation. I was I had just pulled up Lost in Translation's form on Racing Post. I think that's a massive prize. You can back Lost in Translation at twenty to one. Yeah, that's and with, with Frodon in there, he's not carrying as much weight as you'd probably expect him to in the kind of normal renewal of this race. Uh, it is a bit of a retrieval mission after a couple of poor runs, but he's won won a graded race this season, won a grade two, uh, and I think. This kind of race could be his level. You have to forget he placed in the Gold Cup just two years ago, uh, and I think he could be kind of could be being primed by Tizard to uh, roll back the years with a big performance in this. Uh, the one that I was more interested in at the top end, although Irish trainers don't have a great record in this race, I think Flua came third in the Martin Pipe last year. Obviously, that form looks. Very solid. Uh, his most of his runs, he's had three runs or four runs over fences, uh, two over an inadequate trip, and then he made a fairly bad error late on in his race last time over a longer trip. But he'd be the one at the top end of the market around ten to one that I think uh, should be going close for Gordon Elliott. Nice. So that is Fleur at ten to one. Jericho Rock at 16 to 1, lost in translation at 20s. Remember, there are seven places available on the race. Martin Fagan, you went last last time. I don't want to waste all your notes. Tell me uh, who I'm backing with those seven places, please. Enoch Church, you're keeping your money. You're keeping your money. No bet for Fagan. Handicap Chase is not for me. No bet for Fagan. Handicap Chase is not for him. And a rare chance where actually he's going to say no bet and then actually have nothing to say about the race. Yeah, it's I'm lovely to say. David Barnes. Uh, go on then. Give me something for the Ultima. I've got. I've only backed three horses so far in the Ultima. That's not enough. I need more. Uh, yeah, fascinating race because Frodo runs. Uh, the the handicap is changed a lot. I wouldn't have been interested in it on, in Does He Know It? 152. Um, Mark him. Um, before Frodon's in, but I, th- I think with an eleven stone racing weight and some out of handicap, he yeah he I think he's just a great each way about that price. He only got put up five pound last time for winning a Grade Two, very very easily. And uh, th- I think like Rob said, he's probably been targeted at this race like um, Happy Go Lucky last year. Mm. Um, is it a bit bit boring? But I, I think he's rock solid. It's um, he's, he's like ten to one on the machine in the win market. That's does he know? Yeah, which is yeah. fair enough. Um, that. I mean, you take the sevens with the with the places, but um, I'd have a little bit on the machine as well uh, at ten to one. The other one I'm interested in. Um, I've been following this horse for a long time. He's he's a bit of a front runner. He um, always throws in a bad jump or does something to hurt his chance. Shoots himself in the foot a little bit. But last time he Talk put it all together. Last time he put it all together. Um, run a great race from the front. Jump perfectly. Um, put a really good field to bed, I thought, uh, discordantly for Jessica Harrington. He ran in the race last year, um, ran a really good race, but I, I just don't think he got three miles properly last year. Maybe this year he'll see it out a bit better, I'm hoping. Um, he only carries um, 10.5, I think. He'd be right at the bottom of the handicap, but um, with the £5 penalty for his recent win, he, he's right there at a lovely racing weight. And... Um, think he's a very big price. That is discordantly in, uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you something <coughs> that you won't hear from these boys in great colours. In uh, yeah, so, <laughs> a cracking set of silks there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so discordantly, you can back at 20 to 1 with 7 places. Is that the horse that you were being talking to there? 
Well, he just said he was he, being sarcastic. He, <laughs> he starts, I wasn't listening. He, he started off by saying, you know, he, you know, he normally does puts a bad jump in here or there, or does something to waste his chances. I was like, you know, I'm getting excited. <laughs> uh, so, uh, best bet then between Barnes and Rob is it? Does he know? Is it Jericho Rock, uh, or is it? Are we all just backing them each way, hoping we can get a place or two? Just back them all. Back them all. Great. Yeah, back yeah. every horse. Back all five of those. Back, I think, I think it's can't go too far. Bailey said, "Does he know?" Uh, there's so many exposed horses in these three mile handicaps that, uh, you know, he, he could easily have a little bit in hand there. He could be a 160 horse quite easily, I'd, I'd think. Okay. Yeah, so the, the five pound looks fairly lenient for last time, doesn't very it? Very lenient, yeah. We, I guess I guess with the English horses, we'll touch on the, that a lot. But, they're uh, trying to give them a chance yeah. of winning, I guess, aren't they, at the big meeting? Lovely stuff. Okay, uh, on to the future race of the day. It is, of course... The champion hurdle with your first odds-on favourite of the festival, that being Honeysuckle with Rachel Blackmore aboard. Uh, Honeysuckle is four to six, two to three, according to our checker at Skybet, which is unacceptable. Uh, appreciate it, four to one. It's ten to one, Tihupu, uh, and Epitont. Martin Fagan, anything to say about Epitont? Oh, Peppertonty Pepper Pig, lovely stuff. 16 to 1, it's 20 to 1, and bigger the rest. Uh, Fagan, anything but a honeysuckle win here? I can't see it, mate. Um, as much as I don't think she's an absolute world beater, she's far better than these, and the, the allowance just, um, just makes it even easier. Um, <clears throat> I, I would have really liked it if. If, if there was something to beat it, basically, but uh, <laughs> but there isn't. But yeah, I just can't, I just can't see it. I, don't, I, th- I think if you're trying to get a beat, the one, the only thing you're hanging on to is, um, you say it like she won six lengths in a Grade One last time, but she looked a bit weak at the finish. That would probably be the only thing you'd say. But then again, um, she was at her best last year at Cheltenham, so mm. you're struggling really to get a beat. Uh, my my fancy in the race, my bet in the race would be. Uh, It'd be in the better without Honeysuckle Market. Okay. And I like Adagio for David Pipe. Adagio without the fav yeah, for I think David Pipe. On, I don't know, obviously there'll be a lot more of these markets come the day, but on 365, he's 8-1 without Honeysuckle. But then they've even got a without, without, so they've got without appreciate it as well. And considering he looks clear second best, as long as Townend doesn't go like crazy and try and force the pace and ruin his chances... They realistically should be one and two, and you can back five to one without the top two. Okay. Now that basically to come in the top five, and that looks like a great bet to me. So now a quick question: Would you rather the oh, the five the five to one without the front two, or the eight to one each way uh, without well, you, without you, the you'd five? Well, you'd be able to back both each way, but I, like if something like that, I'd probably just split my stakes. I'd more on the fives and. But are you so you're backing both of them win only? No, I'm back both each way. You were back in both each way without. Okay, fair Because I just see, I just look at the thing and think, Glory and Fortune's at Andy Capper, and in the in the Great Wood, he looked like he didn't really like Cheltenham. To be honest, he's more of a flat sack horse, not so sleepy. He's a lunatic. Uh, Saint Rav probably at the prices. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really discount him if you're looking in that sort of market because he'll get a strong pace. Tia Poo just looks a bit short. Tommy's Oscar, yeah, less said the better. Uh, Zana here. Mm, fair enough. He'd have he'd have a chance. Everton's she just hasn't looked as, as good as as good as she was. And for me, Adagio just looks solid. If you go back, I think the best piece of handicap hurdle form this year 
is is second in the in the Gatewood behind West Cork. And for a five year old, well, like four year old at the time, four year old to run in that, uh, he's carrying top weight, I think 11 12, and only get beat half, half a length. He travelled so well in that race first time up this year. That was a big, big performance. He then come back out last time, and people will probably um, have a go at that run because he got beat by Goshen at Wincanton. But he looked a winner and then he tired. And soft ground at Wincanton is. It's basically like Goshen's fucking World Cup, do you know what I mean? Like, that I've is, got to say, I never thought I'd see Goshen out of battle horse. Like. <laughs> well, he, just, he looked tired to me. I just, I just think the way the race is going to be, there's going to be, a, there's going to be a decent gallop on, and the mighty like a lot of these lights go forward. Think he's a lunatic, as I said. Um, not so, sleepy. not so sleepy. There's a chance Tarnan thinks right. How do I get honeysuckle beat? And he tries to force force the issue and appreciate it. And I can just see it kind of falling apart a little bit. And even like Adagio, even if Adagio comes fucking fourth, fifth, beat twenty lengths, you you need to earn money and still there. But I think there's a great chance of them coming second or, or third Fair without enough. them too. So that'd be the bet in this. Race, this yeah. might be utter bollocks. It's certainly conjecture. I just have a feeling that the second fav. In a race at Cheltenham to an odds on, sorry, yeah, yeah, the second half to an odds on fab at Cheltenham, it's always a good place. Like, just it feels, it feels like that's the case. I have no numbers to back it up, and I'm, I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm just telling you that's my thought. My thoughts. I think appreciate it certainly has a, has a lot to do. He's not raced. He's not raced for a year, has he? If it says oh, WP Mullins under the trainer, then I'd yeah, say yeah, any other trainer, you'd probably say that. Yeah, uh, right, lads. So we've we've had the Dagio there as sort of the best bet outside. Uh, the, the the front runner in Honeysuckle before I ask you anything else is there anything that you can do to put me off backing Honeysuckle if I'm a big odds on punch if, I, if that's the sort of thing I like is, is Honeysuckle the best bet of the weekend or of the week sorry I mean odds on yes but by the sounds of it could easily shit up so is that 4 or 6 actually attractive yeah probably well, I, I, I can see what you're saying well if someone said to me they'd play Slay Appreciate off the back of a break I could totally understand it but he is an unknown Okay, and I haven't been that impressed with Honeysuckle this season, really. Oh, he was, yeah. she, she hasn't beat the top notch, are you? I won't back. Has she beat top notch? I'd beat. Top notch. <laughs> <laughs> he was so no, but like, like there's some horses out there, like 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 classical dream, for example. I know he's running over three miles now, but I, I think he'd really give. I think he'd really put it up to it over two miles as long as he started the race and didn't didn't act like a loon. So, so Barnes then. With with that in mind, not too impressed with honey. Not certainly not overly impressed with honeysuckle. But you can see the angle on the play slate. Perhaps with appreciate. Where yeah. is your money going in this race? All I'd say is that um, if I'm taking four or six, I want to know she's the best on form. And whilst whilst it's a big price, uh, appreciate it much bigger than four to one that you beat. So I, I, I'd say there's every chance he could be. Um, he could put it up to. Her. Um, it's, it's a worry all, the break, but no, all this, it's, all it's this, Mullins, isn't all it? this the break, the break stuff. It isn't, it isn't yeah. a worry though, because Mullins could have run him at, at, at the Dublin Racing Festival, and he didn't on purpose because he thought I'm going to get him there yeah. in better shape. You put it more succinctly than me, but that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, it. That's yeah, yeah. it. It's Willie Mullins at the end of the and, day. Uh, all these things that you that you worry about with other trainers, don't worry about it. It's Willie Mullins. Exactly, He's the best yeah. there's ever been, and if he thinks this is the right idea, it's the right idea. The problem is he's got. What five pounds are found on official ratings, and he's given a seven. Like, yeah, that's the issue. And he could run his best race of his life by a mile and get beat three lengths. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. But he, he, he could he could also be right. I think there's a chance anyway. Um, the one I like at the price is it, the without market is so immature at the moment because we've only just had the decks through. So I, I think Martin will definitely get a bigger price than that than Adagio. Uh, the one I like if the market goes the way I think it's going to go. Zanahir is nine to one without the favour at the moment. Um, I, I'm hoping you'll get better than that. I'm hoping you get 12, 14 to 1. Um, I think each way that's a great play. He's just improved with every run. Um, and because he's been following Honeysuckle home, he's not getting the same hype that CU Poo's getting, who had very similar, if probably worse form last season. Um, just be, just because he's been running in poor races, really. He uh, He's beaten Quilixios twice. The second time, he was never at the races. He, he didn't run his race at all that day, so... To take much out of the last race, which which you you using Durasso to prop up. Uh, okay. I, I'd say he's very short. So Zana here for me, he's just improved with every race. I think he'll, he'll have learnt a lot by racing against Honeysuckle, and I'm hoping I'll get double figures without her for an each way bet. No, so that's Zana here, who was second last time out in the Irish Champion Hurdle to uh, Honeysuckle after uh, looking beat a long way out, and he stayed on really well. I thought lovely, and fans hoping for double figures in the betting without market and each way bet in that market if he gets that. Rob, we've had Zana here, we've had a Dagio, we've had a lively discussion uh, as to the front in the market. Give me your overview of the race, please, uh, yeah. and obviously where your money's going. Yeah, I think Honeysuckle is hard to beat, but you do have to... Although she's kind of proved that she's above that kind of thing, the, the form of Henry de Bromid again recently has been has been quite poor i don't think he's had a winner that's another solid point as well he's not had a winner for since well i'm looking at the two weeks thing on the racing post and he's not had a winner in the last two weeks so nothing of his is really running brilliantly at the moment but then if they were she'd probably be two on rather than four to six so it might be factored into the price uh she yeah. won, she won at the Hassan, didn't she? When she was running fucking yeah, all exactly. Time. That's why I said that she's but kind of she's kind of proved that she's above that above obviously. that yard form kind of issue. Uh, yeah, I quite like both of uh, the Zana here and Adagio shouts. Martin mentioned that Epitont's not really been running to the same level as she used to, but the thing I like about her is in a champion hurdle, she's been there, done that. And I think again without the favourite, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind backing her each way. Yet. You could back uh, all them too, and we probably would do all right. They'd be the three. If you yeah, said to me, yeah, pick exactly. Three, pick three without the fact. I don't understand how Teopu. I don't understand how Teopu is half the price of Zania. Zania is a better horse, in my opinion. So well, that's nice to hear. Uh, I would certainly. Yeah, if so you, I, if I could see those two changing, and in terms of jockeys, I'd much rather have Jack Kennedy. Than Robbie Power as well. If you're looking for a place lay, it's not appreciated. It's Tia Poo. for the place lay. Uh, and your three bet in the betting without Epiton, uh, Zanahir, and Adagio there. Uh, nice. That is that race thoroughly reviewed and ticked off. And that brings us to the fifth race of the day. I'm going to give you the time for this race. It's 4.10. Cheers, Church. That's okay. <laughs> and this is the Mayor's Hurdle. The Mayor's Hurdle is headed by Tell Me Something Girl, festival winner in 2021, and is 100 to 30 uh, at Skybet, who are offering five places on the race. You're getting Queensbrook at 9 to 2, uh, Stormy Island 11 to 2, 
Uh, burning victory. Thought it said bumming victory. Burning victory. <laughs> uh, eight to one. Uh, as is echoes in rain, which is blue across the board. Uh, and it's ten to one bigger than rest. Rob, tell me something, girl. At Burlington, does that does that doesn't uh, really appeal, uh, appeal to me? I think that obviously the yeah train of form again. The five places concession. I was going to say is is obviously is very good. You can't argue with that whatsoever. Uh, the one that I quite like in this race actually won over. Uh, she won the rail keel on New Year's Day. Uh, Stormy Island. I think she obviously doesn't have great previous form in this race. Uh, I think by, de- by default. Willie Mullins kind of was absolutely raging at Robbie Power for the ride that, ride that he gave her. Oh God! Uh, two that? years ago. <laughs> Don't think he's ridden on a Willie Mullins horse that since that. That's the greatest interview ever. Uh, and it's the choice of Paul Townend of a number of. Uh, three or four good options that Willie Mullins has in the race. I th- just think she'll stay the trip. She handles the track well, and in in a race that I don't think looks particularly solid, she's she's a solid option. Eleven to two, four places, or even five. Five is sky indeed. Is a you? I'd be very surprised if you were not collecting at least the place part. Stormy Island. Uh, I Martin. don't think she used to get oh. at two and a half miles, but uh, in the rail kill, she stayed really. Yeah, well, yeah. I she was... stayed really well because the fucking winner fell. There was that, yeah. She was, was probably, she was probably going to get beat, weren't yeah, she? A couple of them. Yeah, but she yeah. stayed. But she showed that she stayed the trip. And brewing up the storm has done some impressive things, really, this season. No, no, I'm not knocking, not knocking it. So, uh, Barnes, tell me, in regards to this race, where is your money being? Uh, I won't Six. waste your time here, Church. I, I think great. there's a lot at the top of the market with great chances. Um, Queensbrook, I liked a lot, but I, I couldn't back her at that price. She's 9-2 now. All the value's gone. Um, very interesting that they declined Echoes and Rain for this, but um, big question mark if she gets two and a half miles for me. Okay. Uh, so nothing from me. Really. Nothing from you. Fagan, I was sitting there thinking Queensborough, Queensborough. I know that name of the horse. I'm sure I backed that with it one before. I'm thinking sadly of Queen's Trust, which was... Uh, at is this an after time? <laughs> no, no, you gave it to me. We sat in work. Still an after time. Oh, it is an after time. I'm one of the great punters. Eating pizza and, and watching and, and watching the and watching the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and let me tell you, that wasn't our last winner at the Breeders' Cup. Oi, oi. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Fagan, there's been nothing from Barnes. We've had the work of Stormy Island from Rob. Uh, but where will you lead us? Yeah, it's a tight race, like as well as uh, Barn said. There's there's a lot with chances. I think the insistent one and the one I'd be backing, give it a chance anyway, because you're getting a few extra places. Is um, echoes in echoes in rain? Blue across the board, ten now, to one best. No, I was I was eleven to one best. That's just because she's been declared, though, isn't yeah. it? Really? I was slag- I was slagging this or this horse at the start of the season because Willie Mullins was talking this up like this was going to be his champion hurdle loss. And her first, her first run of the season, it was in the um, the Morgiana. She ended up going off seven to four second in against Sharjah and Zana here, two genuine champion hurdle contenders. But she was actually, I think she was put in overnight about four to six or something, weren't she? Like, you were crazy, fuming about crazy it. Crazy, I was absolutely <laughs> fuming, yeah. <laughs> but we backed Sharjah. Right, yeah. but, uh, no, and she, she's, she's had a bit of a, she can be a bit hard work, she, she races freely. 
can always be a bit keen. But I think the occasion and the, the sort of race, I think she'll be fine. And like for me, like Patrick Mullins, he's 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 turned into such a great jockey. Um, I'm really happy with that booking. And I just think if you look on official figures, she is the best in the race along with Stormy Island. And Stormy Island and Tell Me Something Girl and all these ones, Queen's Book, they're all like what, four, five to one. I think you're getting a bit of value with what is it now, nine or ten on on still bit of ten around. I know Barnes said he wasn't keen, he wasn't um, confident she'd stay the trip. And that's probably because she's races keen. When horses race keen, you sort of think they're not going to get home. So, but she, she stayed on really well behind Barnsley's without in the champion hurdle selection. Sana here in sure the, enough, uh, yeah, yeah. In the cha- and the Irish champion hurdle. And that form is, I know she's got beat seven lengths by Honeysuckle, but that is strong form. And also, she's a sire's authorised. And if you go back, authorised is the side of a lot of horses who, who stay well and have good records at Cheltenham. Tiger Rolls by Authorised. Think Nichols, Can- Nichols Canyon by Authorised. So at the prices in what looks an open race with Patrick on and fucking Willie Mullins trained, like, I, I think it's actually something now you've said because there's blue everywhere. I'm actually, I'm going to have to back that or something. You're talking me, right? You can get 11 to 1 each way with Quinbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell two, you. 2 P each way. I've got to say, after that, that is definitely the horse I'm most excited to bet on first, through the first five races. That's the one yeah. you've given the strongest. Fagan's told me, right? No, yeah. I, I think there's... There's potential she could shorten a lot because she she hasn't really been she in could, this market. She could go off that. If yeah. you're so if you're listening right now, back echoes in rain. But you know, people all thought she was not how tech county, works. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought she was going the county, and I was thinking one fifty is not bad. Cause she she'll settle. And if you look at this race, um, the one worry would be, obviously she's going over two and a half miles. So she might not run as uh, they're not going to go as fast. So she might be keen, but she's been keen in races before and still finishes off. But. They, they should go a gallop in this. I know you're saying this about every race, but they should like heaven help us like like going forward. Yeah. And the I can't remember, uh, Western Victory that likes going forward. Oh yeah, that. absolutely. So it should should be a decent gallop on Patrick. There's enough forces. And in that there. indefatigable needs even further, and Mrs. Milner needs further. So, so they're, they're gonna, gonna go they're gonna want and to push on the pace. Another, of the another reason why she might have been she might have been keen lately is look at her last, her last. Um, well, every run on there, the last six six races have been seven runner field, nine runner field, five runner field. Then this year, she's been in a three runner, six runner, and a five runner field. Like, has he ridden it before? You can't. Yeah, he, he, he rode her to win. I think it was Punchestown last year. Yeah. Could you, you'd think that'd make her the second string, really, on the jockey bookings, really. Maybe, well, maybe. You don't, well, Danny Mullins rides the thing, doesn't he? I tell you what, I tell you what, I be backing indefatigable because I like saying the word indefatigable, and I really like the jockey name Rex Dingle. Uh, <laughs> One quick question for Fagan: What do you think of Marie's Rock here? Outclassed or? Yeah, I think so. That listed race. Was, I like this horse a lot, but probably that, outclassed. That listed race she ran in last time was shit, wasn't it? The, yeah. the, the, the skeleton horse got smashed. In, you know, Oh, it got beat the next time in a, in a in a poor enough race, didn't it? Shocker as Martin Fagan does not like a skeleton horse. Well, uh, you'll be shocked later. Uh, <laughs> well, with Spoiler that, alert with there. With that teaser, with that, with that teaser, one, which one? Yeah, I'm moving on to later, uh, but probably not this race because this is the Aboodles Juvenile Handicap Hurdle Howdy. registered registered as the Fred Winter. It's a Grade Three, one of the Great Britain Britain's race. Um, <laughs> 
And your favourite is Gaelic Warrior, who you can back at 5-2 to two with 6 places at Skybet. It is 9 to ball across the board. What's a Great Britain Britain's race? I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the great questions. You, <laughs> you, you, missed, you missed it. it was, it's, it's an inside joke. <laughs> that we're it was something on the podcast. It was an inside joke that, that came about when you were going, yes. going to get your notes. When you forgot uh, your notes. When you were changing your arse. Uh, <laughs> just to confirm, that is Gaelic Warrior in the Rich Richie colours. Nice to see those. At Cheltenham, of course. Uh, you got your scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tide turns is six to one. Brazil ten to one. Champion Green twelve to one. Uh, it's fourteen and one to big and bigger. The rest I've got that sentence wrong. Uh, I will mention one horse down the card. Just a quick little mention at fifty to one. You can back Doctor Churchill uh, with J C Gainford on board. One of my favourite J Cs up there with John Crawley and uh, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Connors. Um, but yes, go on then, uh, David Barnes. Tell me about <laughs> the Boodles Juvenile Handicap Hurdle. I'm actually backing Dr. Churchill. Oh, <laughs> oh, say no more. Say no more. To hear it, fifty to one, shall. Yeah, I think he's very talented. He's very quirky. I've always but said the same thing. He was a strange horse on the flat. Um, he missed a break a lot, and but always came home really well. Um, he landed a bit of a plot beating Champion Green. Um, Fancy knows the form of every every horse in the, in the boodle, doesn't he? It's <laughs> always like this every year. I've never heard of any of these till they start jumping. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, he, he shortened up a lot that day. Um, decided to leave, leave his quirks at the door because the money was down. Won the race easily. Um, champion Green's about 12 to 1 and he's 50 to 1. I mean, he's a bit worse off, but I think this big field fast pace could really suit him. The race is strange because we've got a horse that could be absolutely chucked in um, at the front of the market, but I, I can let him go on back to these uh, silly prices. Personally, wow. I think he'll run a good race. That is Doctor Churchill. <laughs> we know what the nap's will be later. Before before Fagan gets his word in, it's a handicap hurdle, so we'll let him go last. No, but it is a, it is a juvenile. Sorry, I just want to give one more for this. Yeah, it's gone. yeah, go for it. Each way. Um, at the current price, it's it's about fourteen to one on Betfair, just because of Gaelic Warrior. Is Brazil? I, I just think uh, the handbrake was off last time for the first time, and he was so impressive. They wanted to get in here. They might have gone up a little bit too much, but um, he looks very talented. He's got a lovely flat flat air pedigree. Didn't nice. achieve anything at all for Aidan O'Brien, sadly. But um, last time looked something really special to me. Uh, um, I think he'll go well. I think if he gets six places. 10 to 1 each way is great, but... That is Brazil. 10 to 1, 6 places at Skybet currently. Uh, and Dr. Churchill, as I say, 50 to 1. Uh, <laughs> you can get 50 to 1, 6 places with Bet365. Rob, uh, give me your picks for the Juvenile Handicap Hurdle, please, as sponsored by Boodles. Yeah, I'm not going to be back in the favourite. Gaelic Warrior is has been very hyped up. They Obviously, the, the trainer and the owner have been saying that his mark is something that he'll he will win off easily, and that may well be true. But he's not run for nearly a year. Nine to four in a race of this nature, when there's going to be some, at least half the field will be, well, maybe a quarter of the field will be well handicapped. That's got to be one of. It looks like one it of looks the very short prices of yeah. the week. Couldn't back that if you gave me. It does. It does look to be drifting a bit. So. He, if it goes out to three to one or something, no, no doubt people will latch onto that. Couple that I've I've landed on, uh, 
one at twenty five to one mm. or so. Scottish horse. Unfortunately <laughs> <Yeah>, not. <laughs> uh, Forever William uh, for Alan King. Uh, he looks like a proper stayer. Every run he's had, he's kind of been on and off the bridle throughout, but looks like uh, he was a good flat stayer and has kind of turned that over into his hurdles. Uh, he's finished, last time out, finished nine lengths behind Pied Piper. Uh, and he stayed on really well, like much like we mentioned the way St. Sam kind of rallied after getting headed. Uh, Forever William showed that uh, place in a grade one earlier in the season as well at Chepstow. I think Mark a one, two, five, I don't think is, is beyond him. There could be a few horses that are just really well handicapped that could be better than I him. I think but, that's very fair. But, but, but with yeah, what he's achieved, I think one, two, five looks looks good. Six places is certainly an each way bet around 25 to one. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, HMS Seahorse. One of the for, great horse names. For Paul Paul Nolan, uh, beautifully bred former uh, Aidan O'Brien trained Coolmore horse. Harmony's brother. Uh, I think he's shown actually very solid form over hurdles. He finished behind the likes of Pied Piper in the tide turns before uh, coming out to win at Fairy House last time. Uh, in that race, I thought he looked like he had plenty in hand. Uh, the front two pulled pulled well clear and the second uh, has come out and won again. I think 128 again as a mark looks looks absolutely fine and 14 to 1 rates to me as a as a as a good bet in that race as well nice and that is hms seahorse as rob says 14 to 1 six places at sky bet uh you can also back forever william uh, at 25 to 1 with the six places 33 to 1 with five places at bet victor fagan the, uh, the first handicap hurdle of the festival yeah. um a juvenile as you say not quite as enticing for you, but still, surely a bet or two to be had. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put you off what Rob just said there about HMS Seahorse. Um, the one where he would be is is jumping, but I do think that was just because he was at, idle at the end of the race last time. He, he was out on his in, yeah. on the front. But what was impressive was he made a bad jump, so uncovered up to him, and he and he, and he, just, he rallied he again. Back away, then yeah. it's the same happened again at the last. Um, but there's an absolute fucking. One of the best bets you're going to get at the whole festival, yeah. Oh, Especially wow. with the extra places. Uh, the tide the turns for Gordon Elliott. It's like a, bit, a bit of dirty each way. Six to one. Um, this has just been a plot the, the whole the whole year. Uh, it's It was embarrassing last time at Garden. It just looks so obvious. They got the, the biggest fixer in the game to ride in Dennis O'Regan. And... And that is, by the way, that is not a podcast opinion. That is a single <laughs> opinion, and I will not back up with he, any sort of legality. He, he just made it far too obvious. But uh, Gaelic Warriors sort of put like keeping the keeping the price there a bit for for you. Um, he looked the plot, for, and he's well, he's looked the plot. But that, the other thing is, he's got really good form as well. Like the the Spring Juvenile form at Leopard Town, which Bowman won, he was only beat. Eight lengths, and <laughs> he just went saying whatsoever. He came in, he came round the bend, and he was travelling really well. And, he, and Jack just sort of tried to get as much trouble as, as he could, and was just very easy on him. Um, and I'll obviously talk a bit more about that race later when we get to the triumph. But yeah, this horse is just. Well, I I was expecting at least one forty, at least, and he's one three seven. Like, I can absolutely guarantee he comes down to the last on the bridle. Like, okay. 
and that is the tight turns. You can yeah. back the tight turns. Like the only issue is obviously the big the big field, and you you can get a bit of trouble. But this is a plot, and Gordon Elliott and Andy Capps at Cheltenham is just. Gone. He must know the game by now. He was, he was Prescott on the flat. And then Elliot <laughs> overjoins. Yeah, like, yeah. No one has to be plotted, Sonny. He's been told he was a plot since the day he was born. But yeah. Um, Anything at a bigger price? Uh, I, I, was, I was a little bit interested in that HMSC horse, but cause, and he, he has got form tied in with the tied turns, but um, I don't know, it's just one of them. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of interesting ones, and for me, I'd rather just concentrate on the tied turns. Fair enough. Six to, six to one, that's... That's a fair, fair enough price for me, especially when you're getting the extra places. Lovely. And we move on to the final race of the day after that. Uh, the final race of the day is the National Hunt Challenge Cup Amateur Jockeys Novices Chase, uh, as uh, presented by Ukrainian Appeal. Uh, that is a Grade 2 Great Britain's Britain race. Um, <laughs> and it, Great Bloody Britain. <laughs> Great Bloody Britain. Yeah. Uh, it won't it, be winning it, though, will it? <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Uh, uh, the... Favourite is Run Wild Fred at 9-4. You're getting three places with Sky, Coral, Ladbrokes and Betfred. It's two places everywhere else, which tells you the makeup in this race uh, with only seven runners. Yeah, Run Wild Fred, 9-4. Statler is 5-2. Vanillier, 9-2 with William Hill, 4-1 everywhere else. 9-1, Pat's Fancy uh, and On the Ropes. 10 to 1 Brayside and 100 to 1 beat the bullet. Fagan, any bet in this seven runner national hunt chase? Uh, I don't think so, mate. Um, not my sort not my sort of thing. It would no. be if there was a bigger field and you could have a little. This map is only seven declared. I know, the, the reason why. the smallest I, field in this race. The reason, the reason, For a long time. The yeah. reason why this race got dropped down from four miles to three miles six is because there used to be loads of runners and because they were amateur jockeys, there'd be trouble. Fucking seven runners. Yeah. Oh, well, and it just shows that everyone wanting, well, a lot of people talking about a five day festival. There's not enough horses this is, for it. This literally oh. says to me that we could probably reduce the number that of races a day or the number of days in the festival. Uh, yeah, as not, long as you're not getting rid of any handicap here. Not, not, <laughs> not, a, great, not a great race. And Rob, with, that, with that in mind, Rob, uh, not a great race. Is there anything that attracts you cash, though? Yeah, I'm going to be back in what is currently. Joint favourite with a few places, but I think just Run Wild Fred looks like he's tailor-made for this. Uh, Statler, who's around the same price, I'm just not sure he's actually going to see out the full trip. Looks like he, he certainly run keen, and I don't think the small field is ne- necessarily going to help him uh, over the three mile six, but as you say, it will be, often it will be a kind of slowish pace in this so that that may help but I think Ron Wild, Wild Fred looks tailor-made second season chaser uh, he's finished second in an Irish national fiestas and won a lot of and won another handicap race I can't quite remember the name of uh, but for me he definitely sees it out he's got the best jockey on board for the race and should be a few points shorter Nice, that's in my view. Fav in the last. Run Wild Fred, the Fav in the last, as he says, with Jamie Cod on board. Barnes, the last, the lucky last of the day, first day of the festival. Um, Uh, Your face suggests you might disagree with that pick. No, I I just, I don't have anything. I think it's between the front three and the market, but. um, In the front three and the seven. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just noticed England aren't represented at all. We've got some Wales representation. A couple of Welsh runners, yeah. But uh, (laughs) no, England. That's absolutely mad in this race because. 
Madness. He, yeah, he used to be full of British horses. But um, I, I really wanted to back Vanillier because I thought there might be the uh, Minella Endo fa- factor with him getting back to Cheltenham. He was so impressive in the... Uh, not the RSA, the Brown Advisor, is it? It was. Um, yeah. Um, last year. The Albert Bartlett. Who knows? Oh, the Albert Bartlett. Sorry, yeah, you're right, yeah. Bartlett. I backed him for the I'm Brown I'm Advisor. I'm after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just too he short. He loves getting the anti-post losers, isn't he? He does. He, he does. wants some sympathy. Just too short of the 92. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I can't really give you No that. real bet. Vanillier would have been a bet had it been bigger, but yeah. it's not, so no bet. Well, if you, guys, if you can get... On sorry, Fagan, I'm interrupting you. No, I was just going to say on the ropes. That's exactly what fucking UK will be by this by this point on Tuesday. <laughs> in the press breakup, like, yeah. could be two. Rebecca no, Curtis has won this before, and she has uh, she's Pat's fancy, and this is her main chance. I think if you're getting the three places, uh, and if you take her for her words, uh, this horse has not dissimilar breeding, and she seems to think he's very similar to. Uh, T for three, who won this race? Oh, but that was over four miles under different conditions. He ran well, didn't he? Last time, was it yeah, behind, Brave behind Brave Man's game. I thought that was a, a solid enough, yeah, getting uh, a load of weight, got, got, got getting teed up for this. This is a completely different kettle of fish, but if if you tr- trust, trust her judgment, <laughs> I think Vanillier will is certainly possible to improve, but not guaranteed. Not entirely sure Statler will tri- stay, stay the trip, so it suggests if you can get on with any of the bookmakers offering three places, Pat's Fancy around nine to one would be my choice for that. Okay, Pat's Fancy at nine to one, a bit of an outside bet, and Rob has put up the fab there, which is Run Wild Fred. That brings us to the end of day one. So, lads, I would love your best bet. So, your nap of day one, uh, please, David Barnes. You've looked at me first. <laughs> Zana here without. Zana here without is your nap. Martin Fagan. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter. That so Zana here uh, without is in the champion hurdle. Mighty Potter is in the supreme. Uh, and Rob Alexander. Yeah, Ron Wild Fred wins the national chase. Ron Wild Fred uh, and sort of best bet or like sort of like bet at a at a price like something with a good outside chance. Well. I just had two chairs. It's not really at a price, but we normally do like nap on each way. Yeah, right? nap. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's just, I think he's a solid each way, each way bet <laughs> in a fucking five hundred runner. I think I've heard a like, but uh, the tide turns. I was basically the tide turns and Mighty Potter are very, very close for nap and whatever. I didn't know which one, but yeah. they'd be the two I like. Okay. At the, uh, uh, so that's turn. the tide turns in the juvenile handicap hurdle, right? Yeah. In the, yeah. In the Perfect. Hurdles, yeah. Uh, in the poodles, uh, David Barnes, your best each way bet of the day. Can it can still be Zana here without if that's what you? Uh, no, I um, went a similar route to Martin with this actually. Um, but does he know? I just I just think it's going to be there on the premises. Okay, uh, that's why I like it each way. The, the win bet. Yeah, not we should change that at a price to her best each way bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my, sure, my yeah. at a price is shorter than my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um and Rob, your best each way bet then in that case. Yeah, well, just so we can get a get a tricksy on, I'll go for Saint Sam four places nine to one. Yeah, Saint we all, we all I think that yeah, looks, yeah. just looks rock solid. No, it's the only one across the board. So that is uh, in Although the article. So that is six, six different picks across six races there for your uh, best bet, your naps, and your best each way bet. Um, and uh, obviously, I can't quite make it uh, a bet in every single race because 
Obviously, I'm putting up Dr. Churchill. Uh, but we'll, we'll wait for the festival now to see if I'm still picking that. Can we ask for a marketing on the day uh, without Dr. Churchill? <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just go, same <laughs> uh, And we thank you very Get much for listening. Uh, I've been joined, of course, by Martin Fagan, David Barnes, and Rob Alexander. I am Richard Churchill, and we hope to have you back for the day two preview. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you very much for listening.